0: You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in central Virginia.
1: From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Richmond City Council is reviewing two proposals today that would give city employees the right to collectively bargain. Meg Schifres has more.
0: Under Mayor LaVar Stoney's collective bargaining proposal, employees are only able to mediate their wages and benefits related to paid and unpaid leave and health care plans. The mayor has also included raises for city employees in his budget proposal. But some city workers say Stoney's proposal is too restrictive and are backing one developed by city council members. That plan gives employees the right to negotiate similar conditions and also allows them to bargain over their hours, vacation and holiday time, and retirement plans. Felicia Boney works at the Richmond Department of Social Services. She asks council members to approve their own proposal. We need your support in order to be the best employees that we can be. Public employees in Virginia can now collectively bargain because of a law that passed in 2020. It gives local governments the option to grant their workers these rights, though it's not guaranteed. Meg Schifres, VPM News.
1: Fox Elementary teachers moved their things into Clark Springs Elementary School last week, where students will finish out the academic year. A February fire destroyed the century-old Fox Elementary building in Richmond. Megan Pauley reports.
2: Pat Woodbury works with advanced students at Fox. She'll teach kids in a small classroom within a classroom at Clark Springs. Reading and math interventionists will have the same setup, partnering with classroom teachers.
0: I'm elated to be anywhere and to know that none of my students were hurt and all of our faculty are here. And we have our totem pole.
2: Is that amazing? Woodbury says the totem pole, the result of a student art project, is a landmark at Fox Elementary that's been at the school for over a decade, along with another art project, a big boat. The fire department was able to salvage and clean them up, according to Richmond Public Schools. Little things, but remind you of home. The fire department is working to stabilize Fox before efforts to restore it can begin. It's unclear when students will move back into their old school. Megan Pauley, BPM News.
1: It's unclear when the Virginia appeals court will decide whether a man convicted of murdering a Waverly police officer nearly 25 years ago will be exonerated. A three-judge panel heard the case on Friday. Terrence Richardson and Ferron Claiborne pleaded guilty in state court in 1998. They say they accepted a plea deal to avoid the death penalty. One year later, they were charged again for the murder in federal court, where the jury found them not guilty. In an unusual move, the judge used their guilty pleas from state court to sentence them both to life in prison. While both men filed petitions, only Richardson's case is being evaluated. Wind is set to be a major part of Virginia's clean energy portfolio, which is supposed to fully power the state by 2050. As Patrick Larson reports, advocates and state lawmakers want to ensure local workers are
3: hired for these projects. Richmond Senator Jennifer McClellan spoke at a webinar hosted by Blue Green Alliance, which advocates for clean energy workers. She said Dominion Energy's Coastal Virginia offshore wind farm will bring long term jobs.
2: This project is going to be a lightning rod to spur wind energy manufacturing here in Hampton Roads.
3: While the Clean Economy Act requires that local workers fill some of those jobs, officials with Blue-Green Alliance also want a stronger workforce and local economic development plan from Dominion. State regulators and the Attorney General's office have both criticized Dominion's plan, saying it doesn't take into account the full economic cost of the project. Patrick Larson, VPM
1: News. State regulators are taking written comment on Dominion Energy's wind farm project until May 16th. A final decision on the project is expected to come this summer. A group of about 50 people searched the empty classrooms of a deserted high school in central Virginia last month to see if the building was haunted. As Ian Stewart reports, some unexplained things joined their investigation.
2: Do you see
0: that? First time it picked up something.
3: Using a special camera with a thermal imager, friends Kathleen Preservardi and Rosie Stevenson explore what was the home economics room at Central High School in Goochland County. It's dark, really dark, and filled with old stoves, broken cooking equipment, and perhaps the spirit of a janitor who's been rumored to wander around the halls and vacant classrooms. He allegedly died somewhere on school grounds back in 1963.
0: He was right where I was when I said, can you do this? And I went like, and then I backed up. Oh, there he is again.
3: The home ec room is just one of over a dozen forgotten classrooms that amateur investigators explored one night in late April. Mariah Leonard, the coordinator for Goochland County's Parks and Recreation, says the school's history dates back to the 1920s, when it was the county's only school for African-Americans. It was desegregated in the late 1960s and closed in the early 2000s.
2: It's as if you do, you, you're standing still in time. I mean, all of this is unrenovated.
3: Eventually, the building was abandoned and the classrooms still remain mostly untouched. The county took over the former school and converted the top floor into offices and an educational center. It's above these deserted classrooms Leonard started hearing and feeling things that were out of the ordinary.
2: I've heard um, chairs move in the classroom next to my office. Um, I have heard um, very, very distant voices when there's nobody else in the building. You can hear footsteps sometimes.
3: It's because of those encounters that Leonard sought help from Ray Sarvino of RTL Paranormal. She invited them out for a private investigation, then again later to hold a couple of larger events to see if they could verify any paranormal activity. We've caught EVPs, which is short for electronic voice phenomena, which is um, capturing voices and sounds that people won't physically hear. We've uh, seen shadow figures, apparitions. After they collect data, Sarvino says the team analyzes it and tries to debunk what they found. Whatever evidence is left over is presented to the clients to let them make up their own decisions about what's going on. And when I say debunk, I mean try to find a logical explanation to what's going on. Before breaking up the group and sending them out of their own, Sarvino reminds them. When you guys investigate tonight the school, don't just assume that whatever you may experience tonight is because of a spirit inside the school. It could be other things as well. While some people headed to the former band room, I checked in with Vardi and Stevenson as they made their way to the home mech room. Can you show yourself? The room is filled with ovens pulled away from the walls and broken cooking equipment, including some glass that Stevenson stepped on. While Stevenson asks questions using dowsing rods, Preservati handles an SLS thermal camera to try and grab an image of the janitor. Something pops up.
0: The janitor. The janitor's probably cleaning up the glass. Yes, look at that hard, yes.
3: This camera uses a series of dots and connected lines to show something that sort of resembles a stick figure. I stepped
0: on it, and I said it was a mess yes, in here. Yes, he pointed to you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That's awesome. I'm getting chills. I got chills, too. I'm getting chills, like, right now, like, legit.
3: After their adventures in the home ec room, the pair headed to the locker room, hoping to catch other spirits still roaming the halls of what was Central High School. Ian Stewart, VPM News. This has been the VPM
0: Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded.